Am I a robot? No, sir. Wait, Dean talk? LOL, Dean's a chipmunk. Dean is a chipmunk. Amazing. Not just me. <laughs> Do I sound chipmunky still? No. Not, not like you did. <laughs> no, you sound fine. <laughs> that part's saying in. Oh, no. And then we'll talk about, like, each boot, obviously. Yeah, we only have ten of them. Uh, yeah. I think some can be sped run, though. We are going to have to speed run. <laughs> oh, hello there. It's been a while. We've missed you. Season 40 is here. And it's gonna be a doozy. Buckle up. Stranded is back. 36 days, 40 castaways, two co-hosts, and one podcast. This is Stranded in the AGNC, and I'm your host, Booty. We're joined by two co-hosts and alumni of Stranded, Dean, who originally played in Stranded in Tanzania. Hello. And Levita, who originally played in Isolated and later Stranded for Victory. What's up? Today, we're going to take a look back at the first few rounds of the game leading up to tonight, which will be a swap right before our weekend, which will lead into the big merge of the games. And God, do we need a swap because these tribes <laughs> are giving me heart attacks. Honestly. Yeah. It's been... A wild first week. I, I can't tell if it's because we have two really entertaining seasons or if it's just like both of them combined make it super entertaining and so much going on or maybe both. I don't know. I think it's a little bit of both. I think one of the game's roads, I think, is definitely more interesting as a whole than Crete is. But one of the tribes on Crete is insane. So it kind of evens out. Yeah, that's a good summary. My cat agrees. Hi, Velcro. Velcro knows all. Yeah, I would agree. I think looking at the season overall, it's absolutely bonkers. All of the boots have been horrific because they've been the most entertaining players, but that still leaves a ton of entertaining players in the game, which is crazy. And I feel like it might give them more time to shine later. So I'm hoping the season isn't front loaded, but I think even the, the players that are left although they might just be more strategic, will make for a very entertaining game as we go on. I think their potential will be further unlocked. And that's what I'm hoping with this swap, at least for the game merge, because there's a lot of good people left, even though a lot of the pre-jurors are. Yeah, it's it's been traumatic. Yeah, uh, well, let's get into it. And we'll talk about the pre the pre-merge boots. It was rough watching some of them go this early, but in a 40 person cast, somebody's going to go early. You know, let's go ahead and start with Crete. We'll go alphabetically. Episode one, we had 20 people start. Players pick members one by one to eliminate. Uh, the last standing on their tribe wins individual immunity. Both tribes go to tribal council on Sunday. I don't, did we talk about this on Sunday? You guys might have, um, because I think you guys recorded the last podcast right before the tribals. We'll go through this again. Um, I think we did talk about this because we mentioned the Jacob Dominic thing. So we'll skip four. I think basically we got down to the elimination. I think we podcasted, podcasted right before the two tribal councils. So on Zachros, Rachel, Michelle and Paul remain oblivious about the drama surrounding the Zachros final three alliance that the rest of the tribe thinks they're in. Kayla tries to form alliances and group chats, but her fellow tribe mates are paranoid about using the feature and shut her down. Michelle 
finds a hidden meaning idol. This is where we left off. Michelle finds a hidden meaning idol, but doesn't know that she's in danger. And the non-existent Zachro's final three are left out of the vote, where sadly, Michelle is the first person voted off of Zachro's. Tragic. Yeah, it was super exciting mm. seeing her find the hidden meaning idol right before Tribal Council. But of course, that's only good if the person knows that they're going. And unfortunately, yeah. she, she did not. We were all hoping maybe she would because she found it quite literally about two hours or something maybe less than to tribal so we like she found it and i mean you have to know that you're using it but a lot of the others are just keeping secret about this whole zakros final three that they think is real but it's not yeah and I, it was frustrating because the two targets were michelle and michaela who we both i mean they're both they were both like some of our favorites on the tribe and in the game so it was really a lose-lose for us uh, michelle had plenty of fans in the Lurker's Lodge. I know John was a huge Michelle fan. Um, and it was just sad. To see I think Michael, too. Yeah, it was just sad to see someone who you know has really good potential go out for something totally random. Especially because she didn't do anything wrong, really. It was just a really, really shitty situation overall. Nothing she could have done, I don't think. Yeah. Besides play the idol, but again, she wouldn't have known to. I think that's also the danger of having like fully active casts is that, I mean, it obviously is what we strive for. It's the most realistic experience. But at the same time, there's nowhere for the better players, the bigger characters to hide. So they become targets easier. Yeah, and Zakros is a tribe full of gullible people who want the easy road. So the second there was something for them to latch onto. They latched onto it, and that has been the narrative of that tribe for the entire week has been about this fake Zachary's Final Three alliance, and it has killed not just Michelle's game, but our later Zachary's boot as well as Rachel, too, who's still in the game. Yeah, um, just unfortunate. And it's all from, like, someone not understanding how the forums work. Who was it that spotted them all online? Uh, CC. Yeah. Oh, great. CC told Jay, and Jay told people and yeah basically Jacob made the Sacros Final 3 alliance and it is active that was um, that's Jacob Dominic and Wendell's alliance on yeah. Lego <laughs> incredible um, but I guess Michelle and Paul and Rachel were all kind of online around the same time in the day so Cece saw that pop up and said oh my god they're all in an alliance together and uh, Cece has since forgotten that yeah, uh, she was the one made professional iconic yeah so that's unfortunate. Michelle's unfortunately the first one to go here. On Leto, a little bit easier of a boot. Libby doesn't show up and her tribe votes her out unanimously. They wanted to do so much more. And they do so much more in the next couple rounds. <laughs> yeah, things were brewing. Yeah, I think uh, the excitement is on Leto. They have a lot of aggressive players on that tribe, which we'll get into. Let's move on to Rhodes. On Rhodes, Liana continues her disappearing act. Even still, people like Brad and Ricard remain scared of Voce's very public idol and plan to blindside him. Tiffany and Sydney are both discussed as minority votes, but ultimately, Liana's activity draws attention to her. Voce is nervous about the publicity of his idol and plays it at Tribal Council. However, it was ultimately not needed as Liana gets the majority and is eliminated. The vote was five to three. Yeah, pretty straightforward there. I mean, kind of a misplay, but really just a wasted idol. I mean, it really could have been on Voce. Yeah, not a bad move to play it. Certainly others that go here should have played their idol, so. Yeah, I think if I was in Voce's position, I probably would have played it anyway. It was a good safe move, even though when we look as lurkers, he really didn't need it at the time, but... 
throughout the day and the weekend, it was like leaning to Voce. Yeah, and there's something to be said, too, about the fact that he just played it to get rid of it. Yeah, I was going to um, say that, And I too. think that's immensely helped his position in the tribe. Like, he was yeah. in a crap position. Everybody was terrified of him. He played this idol, and it turns out he didn't even have majority. And because of that, everybody was freaking out because he didn't even get the votes. And so he's kind of now just faded back into into the mix of the tribe really yeah yeah his position definitely improved from getting rid of that idol because he was slated to be the second boot or something like that like we all thought he was going to leave very early on and he's in a pretty comfortable position as of right now on mausolus this is the beginning of rodney luigiing the game can we call it that where um you know everyone else is like eliminating themselves like letting him slide by <laughs> rodney wins by doing absolutely nothing <laughs> <laughs> Which is iconic. On Mausolus, Shireen and Will discuss voting out Mike or Nina and keeping Vince, but return to their Vince plan. Closer to Tribal, both Nina and Tyler are told about the blind side on Vince. Nina by Carol and Tyler by Will and Shireen. Mike tells Nina it isn't true and to vote Rodney. Rodney comes online briefly and targets Nina to a fellow tri-mates before disappearing into the night once again. And without leaving a pre-vote, Vince's blindside is successful and he doesn't play his idol and is eliminated. Six to three. So Vince found the idol, doesn't play it, and goes home. Second person that night that went home with an idol. Yeah, we were devastated about the Michelle Vince thing. And it stemmed because Mike was just really salty about not getting the idol in the first place yeah wasn't he like two second two minutes later something like that yeah very close yeah we talked about that in the last podcast but basically idol mike just keeps getting these idols ripped out of his hands and i think that that helped contribute to his rage towards vince this vote is a big enough deal in and of itself, like this big blindside on Vince, um, which probably did not need to happen this early because Vince was pretty loyal to Mike. But it's also um, when Mike like tries to damage control with Nina to keep the vote 6-3 instead of just letting it be 7-2, 10 minutes before the vote telling Nina, no, 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 it is Rodney. It's, Ro- it's Rodney. It's Rodney. It's Rodney. Um, that really hurts him moving forward. Yeah, he, he put all his cards out there in the worst way possible. And really, Mike was someone who had been overplaying anyway like he was super aggressive which we love and i think normally would work but this cast has been very much targeting like the big players early Uh, let's go ahead and move on to episode two uh back on crete on leto the vote discussion circles around chris and laurel with chris stephanie bradley james leaning against laurel and laurel dominic and jacob against chris leaving Morgan and Wendell in the swing position. Uh, On Zachros, Paul's public arguments do nothing to sway members of the tribe in his favor. Rachel works on getting closer to Jay and Ken to regain footing. And most of the tribe members remain convinced that because Paul, Michelle, and Rachel voted together, they were blindsided. That means that the Zachros final three chat was real. (laughs) A self-fulfilling prophecy. The immediate challenge number two is Strandle, which is Stranded's wordle. Ultimately, Leto managed to push it to the final round. CC nearly forces Zachros to tie by posting the challenge without consulting her tribe, but her mistake did not matter and Zachros wins immunity. On Leto, Morgan says she wants Laurel out. Her swing spot forces Wendell and Dominic to vote with her, and Laurel is eliminated. During tribal, Chris calls out James for being too connected. So really here we see Chris become a huge character, and we kind of see the two camps 
go after one another with Laurel being the main target. But I, I want to give a shout out to, to Morgan on this round because I think she played this kind of masterfully. In what way? Uh, what, what, do you, what were you thinking? You don't think so? Well, I mean, I think at the time we were all thinking Morgan was in a really, really, really good spot. But she really hurts her relationship with Wendell and Dominic here. So because they were both pretty hardcore leaning to vote Chris out. And then with Chris basically immediately going after James during tribal council, like that's another hit on her because she's kind of like, oh, I should have voted Chris out. Oh, yeah. I didn't really think about that. I just saw her playing very well in terms of like getting what she wants, you know. Definitely. And I think she's been able to rebound back into a a fairly fairly safe position but I think she's a really good player for sure I'm always impressed when players who probably should be going home don't in other words this season we've had all these big characters Mike Chris Michelle Vince you know all these people that have really been pushing votes end up getting it turned around on them so to have players not have that happen to them this season is kind of impressive because it seems like people are so wary of anyone pushing any kind of agenda that um, it really puts a target on your head. Yeah, I feel like we've had a bunch of people who are saying, oh my gosh, this is the first or second round. I have to play as hard as possible, as fast as possible, because um, that is what we told them to do in our podcasts. Um, (laughs) But uh, then we have the other group who's like the other end of the extreme being like, oh no, they're saying something. We have to eliminate them. And then there's like maybe (laughs) five to ten players who are kind of just sitting back and assessing for now, who are managing to either stay out of the spotlight but that's also been like really risky like Ricard almost going home on roads recently but basically it's I think we're going to have like some sleepers who are going to come out and make the big moves later on who are kind of like watching other people's mistakes right now if that makes sense yeah Dean where do you land on this um I agree with LaVita there where even if a lot of players right now whether they're getting voted out or are in danger of uh they're making all the moves and all the plans but i don't think that counts out anyone else and i think that they're going to awaken further in the season and that's something i'm looking forward to this entire season watching is I think that every sort of point in the season is going to have their own specific characters and stories. And I don't think anyone is going to miss out who that is, is uh, I can't think of the phrase I was thinking of, but we'll see them later on. Well, so we lose Laurel there, who was a big loss when she was a hard player. Yeah, by the way, much better of a player than I gave her credit for preseason. She was kind of killing it for a little while. Yeah, I think if Chris had ended up going here, I think she would have made a much deeper run. I don't think she would have been the next boot at all. Yeah, because the Lato Civil War was starting to come up afterwards. So if Laurel sat comfortably, I think she could have went further too. Um, Yeah, this is the first travel where Chris really kind of uh, blew up. I don't know if blow up is the right word, but something like that. And that kind of put a target on him. Yeah. Um, and, and we just saw that with Mike as well, which they both they were both casted as similar players and they both had extremely similar trajectories, which is kind of interesting. Let's move on to Rhodes uh, on Chimeros. JD goes to Florida for spring break uh, while, while people discuss voting him out next. 
JD will end up being the bane of our existence this season. <laughs> uh, I like uh, JD. I yeah. wish he was around. Yeah, I, I I think JD is very sweet. He seems like a very nice person, but um, he is not giving me anything in this game, and I am very sad that he is still there. <laughs> I shared yeah. those sentiments. Sydney is also brought up, but the tribe is worried about the optics of voting out another woman. Voce's idol play helps decrease the target on his back. Brad creates an alliance chat operation with Erica, Sydney, and Tiffany to expose his sub- suspicions of Nasir. Nasir finds out, but his vote starts floating around as a possible name, even over JD, who is much less active with the tribe. I think that's the biggest. I mean, we we do not stand in an active on Stranded, especially over uh, King Nasir. Oh, that was such tragic, boo. Oh, my Welch king. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, if I was in a tribe with this year, he'd have to go. Like, he was constantly... <laughs> yeah, playing is different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we love watching this year, but I could see how they'd want his ass gone, because he was making, like, a million different alliances, uh, telling everybody everything. He was a hot mess. Um, but we're here for that. Yeah, I think, like, the majority of the group chats on the entire Rhodes game was made by Nasir. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, Nasir and Icon, who went way before his time. Uh, on Mausolus, Shireen and Will continue to discuss their plan to blindside Mike and bring in Tyler, Nina, and Carolyn, the group chat oddballs. Mike targets Carolyn for leaking the vote last tribal. Rodney learns how to vote, yay, and randomly targets another tribe mate, Haley. Yeah, um, Ronnie does this thing where he's never around and he just comes on and starts berating someone randomly, which is the iconic. The fact about this, though, too, is that he was coming on and saying, oh, yeah, we should vote. I think it was Nina he put the name on and then he decides Nina to Nina first. Yeah, and then he just decides to vote Haley by himself. And now they are his closest allies. <laughs> this game is just me being in awe of Rodney um, and the fact that he's able to make this work somehow. It's an enigma. Yeah. I don't think Rodney could spell enigma, though. <laughs> Immunity challenge number two is Strandall again on this season, on this game, though. Um, six aren't needed because Camiros pulls ahead and wins four to one. Kind of a slam dunk. Ascending Mausolus to Tribal. The five oddballs stick together in their plan to blindside Mike and succeed blindsiding Haley and Lindsay along the way. This is the beginning of Halsey as Kimmy and um, a few others have coined it. Halsey forever. Everyone ends up being Mike five uh, to Carolyn's three and Haley one. Of course, that, that was Rodney. Yeah, Mike going was sad, but very warranted after his ridiculous warpath against Vince's idol. But I think the real casualty here is that he kind of takes Halsey down with him. And really, those two girls become like these outcasts for kind of just following Mike. Yeah, like before this, I would have said that um, both Haley and Lindsay were in like an amazing position and kind of like Nina and Tyler were kind of a little more precarious. And this kind of really flips that where I think now on that tribe, Nina and Tyler are really the ones in the most power um, getting to decide what they want to do and who they want to go with. And Haley and Lindsay are kind of just completely um, pushed into a minority position because of this. Yeah, like those two and Rodney are at the absolute bottom. And if their tribe loses, it has to be one of those two. 
I think that's going to go like there. There's no way. I love Mike. It was so fun watching him. I stand forever. But uh, he kind of put Haley and Lindsay in this really, really horrible position. So hopefully they can make the swap. Yeah. And, you know, in Stranded, we love an underdog. So seeing two girls that are really want to be here, try to beat the odds is always is always very rootable. And there is a huge chance that if Masalas loses tonight, that they do just vote out Rodney. That is not outside the realm of possibility. Or um, I think Halsey are trying to use Rodney to vote out Will as well. So those two are doing a lot of work and trying to reclaim a good position in that tribe. And I'm really impressed by it. And that's why I really I'm rooting for them to make it through this. Yeah, they're putting in a lot of good work. By the way, with the I mean, I I would even say JD, but most people in this Rhodes cast, I think will make fantastic characters no matter their placement. So, you know, even if we lose a lot of these huge characters right out of the gate, which kind of has happened, uh, I, I still think there's a lot of good, good content we'll be able to watch coming our way. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Like Rhodes is definitely the place if you want entertainment and strategy. And then the other game is, I guess, Leto is a bit more strategic minded, but Rhodes is definitely where it's at. I got to say. Episode three now, we're going to switch back to Crete. On Leto, Dominic and Jacob are still on a warpath from Laurel's departure. I love this. And try to split up James and Morgan by pulling in Chris, Wendell and Stephanie. Stephanie pushes back and talks to Bradley. Uh, and Wendell's plan to play the middle puts him in a powerful position. So really a lot is happening on Leto in this episode. And they do end up going to tribal, so we'll, we'll discuss what happens here. On Zachro's small talk continues as snail's pace with no real change of the power dynamics of Paul as the next boot. So basically just a sitting duck. In the immunity challenge with the puzzle, they must work together. Taylor comes in clutch for Zachros, who win immunity. On Leto, Dominic and Jacob are willing to vote for Chris and go to Rock. But Wendell is not. So Wendell really begins to play both sides of the fence here, telling Dominic and Jacob <clears throat> that he'll vote for them and that they they'll tie it up and go to rocks, which he does, not wanting to ruin his position in the middle. Wendell purposely ties the vote four four between Morgan and Chris but flips on the revote and sends Chris home. So this was a really odd play by Wendell. Uh, I mean, I loved it. It was iconic, but really played his cards here, going between both tribes, sticking his neck out and causing a tie and then betraying that tie, thus pissing off both groups. He was playing this thinking about the next round already. He had like next round's vote planned out in his head. And so this was his way, I think, to do that. Because now he wants to keep like the Morgan and James side away from the Dominic and Jacob side. I don't know why he had to tie the vote, but I think this was his way to try to convince Jacob and Dominic that he was working as hard as he could to get somebody to flip and then just wasn't willing to do it himself. It's something like that. Yeah. I'm still kind of not totally sure why Wendell did it. But yeah, it was basically, I think, to 
try and really say, hey, like, look, I'm with you guys. Like, I'm like, he wanted to really hide him being on the other side for both sides. Yeah, he wanted to look like he less blatantly betrayed them and was planning to just flip back and wanted to look more like he just like pussied out. Yeah, th- that makes sense. But uh, I don't know. It ends up not being great for his game. Good idea, but execution. I don't know. Like, I don't think he's totally screwed over like currently, but it definitely no. could it still work for him. It could work for him if Leto loses tonight, but it could also backfire on him tremendously and send him out of the game with another idol in another pocket. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I think the danger is it built up his target. So now people are aware that he's playing hard. And whether that costs him now or later, I don't know. Episode 3 on Rhodes. Chimeros Brad sets a plane in motion to vote out Nasir. Uh, wait, did we say this already? It's it's kind of similar. He, he continues oh, okay. his plan. Yes. I got you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sydney hearing that Nasir said her name helps add fuel to the fire. He, Sydney, and Tiffany grow closer together. Voce and Erica form a final two. And That's JD's- important. <laughs> JD, okay, well, we won't gloss over that. Voce and Erica form a final two. Keep that in mind. JD's real-life balance continues to impair his activity, but Brad keeps him in the loop. That's also important. Uh, a lot happens on Chimeros in this last round, so this is all like a big build-up. On Mausolus, Haley and Lindsay continue to feel isolated from the rest of their tribe after Mike's elimination. However, they work to sow the seeds of doubt about Will and Shireen, Tyler and Nina, with mixed success. Uh, Even though no one trusts Rodney at all, nobody plans to vote him out, with the vote talk largely about Will or Haley. Both Nina and Lindsay work hard on their relationships with Rodney. Lindsay in particular plants seeds for him to go against Will. So just more of Lindsay Halsey doing some work to try to get out of their predicament. Will, by the way, one of the most annoying posters uh, I think has ever played since, at least since Jillian. The copy pasta confessionals. It's so, I mean, at this point, it's a hilarious meme, but um, that ain't it. Like, I thought it was part Mimi, but then Sherry replied to one of his confessionals <laughs> with a copy pasta meme, and he got so upset with her. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry trolling in the confessionals is iconic. Our reigning stranded queen. So the next challenge is the puzzle. Uh, members must work together to post images. Everyone on Mausolus works independently, and Carolyn solves the puzzle the fastest for Lindsay to post. Mausolus wins immunity. On Chimeros, Brad puts his anti-Nasir plan into action, and both Jeannie and Ricard catch wind of it from others and follow along. Only Erica votes JD with Nasir, uh, citing his inactivity. So this is where Erica kind of sticks her neck out and votes with her gut, just based on the inactivity of JD. And then this kind of lets her realize that she's on the outs. Yeah, because I think she just kind of assumed everybody would go along with a JD vote. And then all of a sudden it's against Nasir and she goes like it happens. She doesn't fight it. But after Tribal, she's kind of like, why did I let that happen? That could have been really bad for me. And so as we'll see, kind of, again, as you said, Camaros is a huge buildup. So we see her when she's faced with a similar opportunity next round. She does. uh, She doesn't do it. She finally takes action. Yeah. And I think what really pushed her to do that is because. Like was said earlier, some other players like Ricard caught wind of the vote and they were able to switch it. But Erica was the only one who wasn't really given all of the proper info right away before Tribal. 
And it kind of like, I mean, if I was in Erica's position, I would see it as being on or near the bottom. So it really helps set the thing in motion for what's happening at the next Chimeros tribal and what she does there. Moving on to Crete again. In this episode on Leto, Jacob and Dominic feel on the outs, but Wendell spreads idle paranoia to James, Morgan, Stephanie, and Bradley to enact a split vote plan that would save both Jacob and Dominic. So uh, this tribe is just a hot mess. And that's going to continue to build. On Zachros, there's nothing to pull put here. <laughs> Thanks. I had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Michaela saw Batman. Nothing really changes. Uh, people keep chatting. The immunity challenge is the scramble where tribesmen had scramble words related to Greece. Leto is incredibly organized and speeds through, earning a perfect score and winning immunity. With his failure to make inroads over the past couple of days on Zachros, Paul tries a latch-stitch strategy of volunteering to be the boot to get attention off of Rachel. He doesn't vote, and Taylor and Jessica throw votes onto Rachel just in case he was trying to pull votes for an idle play. The vote was 6-2, to two, Paul to Rachel. So, yeah, a bit of a, you know, Paul kind of white knights for Rachel. It's just kind of sad, like, what's ha- what happens on Zachros. Like, Paul has this huge rant, like, justification essay. Nobody buys into it. Nobody gives him the time of day. He kind of stops trying, and then they lose the challenge, and he says, all right, guys, just vote me out. I'm done. And again, like, Michelle just kind of got screwed by the circumstances and is somebody that I think would have done a lot better in a different situation. And also, like, I'm having a hard time. I don't know if maybe it's just me, but I'm having a hard time, like, finding... Like, I know almost nothing about Brett, Cece, uh, Jay, even, like, Michaela or Taylor. Like, I just... Or Ken. I don't know anything about... I keep about forgetting Ken exists. Ken doesn't <laughs> confess. I barely see... Like, I'll refresh the Arrow chat, and sometimes it'll be two pages of Lato chat before I even get to a message from people on Zachros. And I'll be like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, there is like zero game, zero entertainment. Like, Zachary's is kind of dull. I wonder what would happen in a switch. I guess we'll talk about it. Yeah, and like I think like Jay and Taylor have definitely have huge potential. I think Michaela's smart, needs to ramp it up a little bit. I have no idea what to think about Brett and Cece and Ken. Whatever. <laughs> Those are my those are my takes on Zachros. Yeah. She's, she's salty about it, y'all. <laughs> and Rachel, um, I love Rachel. Needs to stay. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing about that is that I know Cece and Ken are working together with Brett, I think. So kind of the, <laughs> um, to put it politely, uninteresting people are together. So oh yeah, and, and Jessica's doesn't... there too. Jessica's really right. sweet, but she's like super new. Like she's never been in anything like this at all. So these explanations have been put in front of her and she's taking them. She's got like a really easy road and a really good position. I want to see her on a tribe of people that actually play the game. Yeah, I'm, I was going to say that. I think it's not like these people are all dull. Like certainly some of our better casting choices are on this tribe. So I, I'm excited to see what happens when shit gets mixed up and they don't have obvious boots that they're targeting. You know, definitely. 
and when they realized that they were stupid. <laughs> yeah, that won't happen until they watch this, probably. But justice for Paul and Michelle. Yeah, I'm ready for them to get out of the group thing. Okay, um, on Rhodes, we'll start with Chimeros. Brad, Tiffany, and Sydney discuss voting out one of Jeannie or Ricard and using JD to their benefit, even though he remains less active than the rest of the cast. Jeannie and Ricard are pretty focused on voting JD, and Erica and Voce are in a swing position. Um, on Mausolus, the dynamic remains pretty similar with Lindsay and Rodney as the primary vote. In the challenge, Chimeros is off to an early lead, getting half the words very quickly, but with no organization as to who's doing what, they only score seven points, while Mausolus gets nine and the phrase, totaling to 12, uh, winning immunity. Brad and Tiffany try to pull in Sydney, JD, Voce, and Erica to vote out Ricard, but Erica and Voce flip the vote onto Sydney instead, manipulating JD in the last few minutes and sending Sydney home. This council was friggin' wild. Finally, some whispers started occurring. Just a hot mess on this tribe. Really, it came down to like people targeting Ricard, who's just way too connected. And then the you know the rest piling onto Sydney, which was a huge loss for us. But really, like, no great outcome out of this tribal. Like, why couldn't they just vote out JD? Why couldn't yeah, they we have just voted out JD? JD would have been so easy. Well, and here's the thing: like, Erica, Voce, Jeannie, and Ricard would have all have been perfectly happy to just vote out JD and call it a day. But Brad's like whole big let's vote out Ricard thing got in the way of that. And then when Sydney is like, it doesn't matter who you vote, Erica, we have the votes to get Ricard out anyway. Erica was like, fuck you, I'm going to get you out. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Erica just went for it. She went from zero to 100. It's like, what do you mean you don't like my vote doesn't matter? My vote does matter. I'm going to actually change the whole script. <laughs> Oh, yeah, her whispers were so, like, stern of, like, no, don't switch your vote off of Sydney. Stay I'm on I'm standing it. firm, Voce. And Erica's, like, <laughs> such a perfect Erica in this. She was, like, very, you know, sweet about it, but also, like, really wanted to get her voice. So she, like, finally stepped up. Unfortunately, it caused Sydney, of all people, but... I, yeah, to be honest, great... I don't think she's like that happy that Sydney was the one she ended up pulling the vote on. I don't think she's like that pleased with that final decision. And I think she still would have preferred it had been JD. But I mean, when Ricard was the other option and when she felt yeah. so like this pattern had come a second time in a row of her finding things out like 10 minutes before the vote. I mean, she she needed to do something. And I don't you know, I'm not mad at her for doing it, even though I'm super sad Sydney's out. Sydney robbed. Yeah, um, lots of people robbed this season. I mean, we knew that that was a strong possibility because uh, so many people have to go you know, before there's a merge, um, like 26 people. So, you know, it is what it is. But I'm hoping that just means we have a very entertaining early game and a very entertaining late game as well. Yeah, and Brad should learn from this. I don't know if he has, but like JD was super manipulated in the last three minutes before the vote. Erica said, hey, vote this person because otherwise it's going to be you. And he said, okay. And and completely ignored everything Brad had told him about who to vote for and just voted who Erica told him to in the yeah, last three minutes. Right. And that is what changed the vote. So that is the danger tie. of keeping somebody because you think they'll just vote with you because they're not around much. They'll vote with anybody. Oh, I love this rage Vita. But yeah. And we was, see it every season. It was about to be I a have tie. feelings, okay? I've been waiting to podcast about this. <laughs> 
we see this every season. We always tell people, like, look, don't rely on stringing people along who are quote unquote goats because you can't rely on that vote. Like, yeah, it's a uh, it's not a threat, but you're keeping someone in who is a total wild card in that they're not around much for you to talk to. It's like what I think what happens is like the people who are around, everybody's looking at them like, oh, they're around and they're talking to me. That means they're around and talking to everybody. That means I can't trust them. But then with people like JD, they're like, oh, he's barely on. That means I must be the only person he trusts. Where in reality, JD's like, I know I'm on the bottom. I know I'm just going to need to survive. This person told me to vote this way. I'm going to do it. It's the last thing I heard. Literally last thing. Last minute. Brad is following the trajectory of Mike and Chris, which, as we have seen, does not end well. So he's kind of setting himself up here. I mean, I'm here. You know what's yeah, funny know. is so many people in Chimeros have not seen Survivor 41, and they all fit their reps so well. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Let's get into the final episode before tonight. Oh, I haven't written anything for these yet. Oh. I do this. Uh, well, I do this after the fact. I don't know what's been happening today. I think Sacros, they're going to probably boot Rachel if they lose, which can't happen. So we need Leto to lose and figure out what the hell is going to happen there. Um, because Wendell is still trying to do his split vote plan. Yeah. And then you have people like Dom who don't like Dom's kind of weary of Wendell and the split vote could be even more split. We could see four different people getting votes on Leto tonight if they lose. So I, I didn't realize this was just like the the current round, but <laughs> yeah, we're caught up. <laughs> OK, well, we did like a, a blitz to get here. So as you can see, plenty has happened. We kind of just gave you like the overview because there's so much going on. But what I can say is that after tonight, there'll be 12 boots which is a lot. That's over a fourth of the game. So there's still three fourths of the game left, though. <laughs> so, so we still have 28 people left before we head into the weekend where we're going to have a swap, a tribe swap. This is not the big merge. They're just going to be swapping onto their two tribes of seven. But it's like the precursor to the big to the big merge. They're going to be in these rounds for a very short time before that happens mid next week. So be on the lookout for that. I'm kind of excited. Like you said, I think especially on Crete, it's been kind of stale with like some predictable boots. And even on roads, I'm excited because... The way it's going, we're going to lose more of our big characters. So if we can switch things up and let some of the people who haven't had a chance to worry get their hands dirty, I think we're in for a treat when the games finally do come together. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I think the swap that's coming up tonight is going to be really important to kind of kick some people in the butt a little bit and give other people who uh, maybe we love who have been in a lot of trouble maybe a little bit of a wiggle room and then I think it'll also just prepare them for as you said mid next week when the big bomb gets dropped yes and I do think like some of the people that were booted I think will be some of our bigger characters in Stranded you know I always tell people in Stranded you only play once as one character but I bring back I bring back people a lot and I'm I'm known to bring back very early boots who I think uh, didn't get a fair shake so I'll leave that tease at that but 
some of these guys that we all love that got robbed early on, I wouldn't say goodbye to them just yet. I think we'll be seeing a lot of them in the future. If they'll have us. <laughs> if they're not so pissed off by the whole experience that they don't want to come back. Yeah, shout out to the Vince and Mike fights in the Lurker server. Yeah, Lurker server's been lit, considering we have like 10 new people in it. And, and those guys continue to deliver for us. So I'm excited. You know, that was a big... We haven't had a new person season in a long time. We had the last one was two Omotus, and that was only 12 people. Yeah, my season was the last full newbie, I think. Yeah, and that was... That was like a year and a half ago. Yeah, we need to finally make Tansy relevant. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Uh, that is long overdue. I'm excited to have like this injection in our community and the idea is to keep them there. Like we spent a lot of time finding these people and we're invested. So the last thing we want is for them to be like early boots that only played Shrena for three days. You know, <laughs> like we want to get them in games and um, keep them around. So I'll say I say that as a way to like encourage maybe some of them listening to this to stick around lurk because there'll be more good things to come yeah shout out to our pre-jurors you guys have all been great in the like keeping along with the game and participating and i love you yeah best pre-juror group yes okay so tonight i'm looking forward to see the next two boots but i'm more forward forward. is a word (laughs) i'm terrified (laughs) yeah i'm looking I'm just looking. I have very clear preferences of who I want to win each challenge tonight. And if the wrong thing happens, I'm just going to be very sad. What are you, do you not want to speak that into existence? What are you hoping for? I need. I mean, I love everybody on Lato, all seven seven of them, but I need them to go to this tribal. I need to see what happens with this three two two, possibly two 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 one. Who even knows what it's going to be? I need to see it, um, and I cannot have Rachel booted from Zacharos if they lose. So yeah, I, I, I would, a very I would clear preference there. Plus, we want to see what happens with the pissed off Rachel at a swap. Yeah. On <laughs> yeah. roads, I really don't know. It's a little more up in the air. I mean, I'd love to, I'll say this for like the fourth time in a row. I'd love to see JD go on Camaros, but <laughs> I don't think the vote will go that way if they lose. I think Brad's probably in trouble there. Yeah. And on the other tribe, it's going to be like either Haley or, be Lindsay. or Lindsay or Rodney. They might be able to swing it onto Rodney. I think a lot of them are anticipating a swap and they. I think Rodney would just be a good vote because a lot of like Haley and Lindsay have been working really, really hard. And so if they can make him seem more welcome and not vote one of them out, we'll see. It's tough. I don't want to lose anyone on that game. Even if Rodney goes, Rodney has already beat 10 people. So that's just a fact for the day. Yeah, I think of those options, honestly, I don't know. I, I love Rodney. He cracks me up, but I think the other two had potential to go a much longer distance. So, yeah, I love Rodney, but like, I would love to see Lindsay and Haley go way further. I think that they deserve it, and I think that they would just be amazing players. Yeah, it's definitely tough. I don't I don't want anyone to go, but if those are our options, that's probably where I would we go. We cast the season too well. <laughs> I know. We really did. We need to cast 40 bitches next time and not amazing people. <laughs> we will never cast 40 people again. <laughs> next season is just six people. Yeah, I've learned from that lesson. It actually hadn't been too bad, but casting was a nightmare. But we're seeing our hard work pay off, so, uh, which I do have to give a huge thank you to Lavita and uh, Susie, Michael, Nofo, er- Dean, all you guys, uh, James, recruited and 
referred your friends and, you know, helps me with the, the interviews. Hope also helped. I'm sure I'm forgetting someone. So I, I think without that hard work, we wouldn't have this amazing cast. So um, shout out to you guys for, for really stepping up on the pre preseason planning. With that, uh, I think that's going to do it for us. We look forward to tonight and the big swap. Um, and of course, uh, we'll talk again before next week. But next week's going to be when this secret gets unveiled to the uh, the whole cast. It's going to be exciting. Can't wait uh, to see the reactions. Fingers crossed that the swaps are in the lurkers' favor. And yeah. fingers crossed <laughs> that nobody quits once the games merge. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll be bribing them to stay. So hopefully not. I think everyone will be excited. Though. We'll talk about that on Sunday. Uh, with that, I'm going to say goodbye. So this is Pudi. Out. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.